perhaps we could start if you would explain what identity intelligence is. So yes, the company uh, for IQ, we consider ourselves to be an identity intelligence company. And what that basically means is that we understand that several companies, large and small, whether they're financial institutions um, or several different internet-based business, you know, they are being attacked by you know, cyber criminals, people that are trying to defraud them and maybe look like a potential client or a client of theirs or a consumer of their product to create some kind of fraud or to get something out of that company. And what we do is we're able to provide companies with a product, some intelligence that's going to allow them to understand who these individuals are, whether it's an individual or an organization. So we are definitely about getting to some attribution on who's attacking you and then using that same information to proactively protect the companies. You're finding out the identity of the bad actor. Is mm-hmm. this after the event, after an attack, or can you actually prevent an attack? Well, I would say it, it's a little bit of both. They kind of feed into each other. You know, there's some things you can do with our data and our intelligence to allow you to be proactive, which is what we call you know, good cyber hygiene, understanding what information is out there about your company, about your employees. But then on the same side, we can use that same data to understand if there's an individual, if there's a certain event that happens, we can use that same data to pull back the onion and open up what's actually happening and who the individuals are, whether it's, again, a a specific individual or it could be some type of ring activity that you don't know about. So we're talking about stolen personal identities or stolen corporate identities that are used to attack a firm or an individual. How do you track those stolen personal identities across the internet? Well, there's several different ways, and I can't really get into the technical display of it right now. But some of these, um, I would say the stolen identities uh, or different breaches are out there in open source, you know, so... There are breaches and um, hacks that are known um, that are out there that bad guys are actually using today. Even if it was, you know, a year or two years ago, um, they're using that data for a specific purpose. And whether that is to log into your bank account or whether that is to have specialized access in a fairly large company to steal data that information is being reused and repurposed several times over. The information, as you say, is out there. The old joke is that there are two types of company, those that have been hacked and those that don't know they've been hacked. Is that really what it amounts to? There's so much information out there already that that genie's out of the bottle. So it becomes a question of how we track it down, how we recognize it, and if one of those identities is flagged up on my corporate system, I can immediately say, we don't deal with that. Yes, very, very, very true. That, the data, yes. So, you know, I was in the FBI and that was a a term that they used a lot. It's going to happen, basically. It's not if it's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point. And, you know, for IQ, we power some of the largest identity theft companies out there as well. 
on one hand, what you have is that you take the, let's say the target breach. It's all of the companies that aren't target, but they have target consumers using that website or target consumers in that breach. And what ends up happening is we're all creatures of habit. You know, we're, we're lazy. We may use the same password that we use for target for, you know, our credit card or for uh, another log on to a different system. Right. And so that target breach. Yeah. We were saying, Hey, yeah, this is bad. It's target. But me as a consumer, I may be also a threat to Bank of America or another account that I have somewhere else because I've been using those same passwords in other areas. Yes, I think I, I should stipulate that my password is not password. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very, I think what people are missing is about how that actually, I wouldn't say triple down, but it, it's not only a detriment to target, but then the cons- that specific consumer, everywhere else that they have been, now a, a criminal has some sort of what we you know, call a, a credential or a digital record of where you were at and where they can possibly you know, use that data, again, that PII somewhere else to create a criminal act. So what's the, the next step? If you've identified a data breach and you've identified the identities of what's behind the data breach, how do you link that identity to the person who's actually doing it? How do we, which is not obviously the identity of the person, it's the identity of the criminal or potential criminal. How do you, how do you trace that back? Well, there's a, <laughs> let's just say there's a lot of work that goes in on our, on our end and you have to have a, a certain volume amount of data to be able to do that. You're talking about years of data uh, over probably 10 years of breach data that's out there. And we have some you know, machine learning and some AI to help automate some of these processes. But you, you need to have some very smart individuals as well that have, can understand the, the TTPs of the attackers and what they're trying to do. So you can model that out and understand that, oh, yeah, based upon what we've just seen and some of the PII that we have, we can basically say give you a little bit of attribution of who this individual is or, you know, the, the group that is uh, attacking a, a certain uh, institution. Okay, key question. Mm-hmm. Are you winning? Are we winning? <laughs> I say we win battles every now and then. Yeah, you know, we, we want to win the war, but we're winning battles. And the biggest thing about this is actually educating companies and individuals that are in, in those seat, uh, the decision seats, the decision-making um, area of these large companies to understand that there's a, a great way that you can maintain some good cyber hygiene with our products, but also be able to use our product to understand who's attacking you. And, you know, there's several, I mean, very different use cases, you know, law enforcement may use it to, you know, arrest the bad guy. A financial institution is going to use it to stop giving this person access who is acting like he's a bank and employee or something like that. So there's a convergence there, but a really big effort of ours is to communicate this and educate those senior executives that this is possible. 
Well, that's the key word, isn't it, is education. People have to understand. Now, whether that's people in an institution, in the institution itself uh, having its own messages on hygiene and security, or whether it's indeed the individual consumer, education is key. At the yeah. same time, this is a dynamic environment. It's not like you can learn it all and that's it. You've got to keep up with the changes in the way things are happening, whether that's the fact that we've all moved to e-commerce in a way that we were going to anyway, but we've all moved mm -hmm. much faster because of the pandemic. This is a dynamic environment. Your goalposts are constantly changing. Yes, yes, definitely. And I think uh, a, a very... You hit a very good point there. Because of a pandemic, what you have now, I, I think you have a, I mean, a broader, a much broader threat surface now because the same individuals who were going to a corporate building where, you know, their networks are highly protected, now they're at home. And even if they do have to log in through VPNs and things of that nature, there's some, a lot of bleed over between your home life and your work life. Also, now you have millions of kids online. It's almost the, the perfect storm for cyber criminals. You have more people unprotected than ever, and you have novices behind a computer screen as well. So not to think of, you know, the individual that goes to work and they have to complete their cyber training just to log on and all that stuff. Well, now you have children behind a computer as well. How are you protecting, you know, the entire bleed over between the access to your Wi-Fi networks and the kids' Wi-Fi, you know, they're all connected, things of that nature. So it's going to take a, a humongous educational effort, but those are things that, you know, I believe that the companies are just now starting to think about, you know, that bleed over between personal and professional and the digital world.